Cocaine is a hell of a drug. <laughs> You're listening to Sex, Drugs, and Rock and Roll, a KCSU podcast. We have all the firsts and worsts, best and regrets, and those nights you just wish you could forget. Or maybe you did because you blacked out. Today's episode features the couch potato mime with our very own J.D. Layton. This episode is the story of a first date gone horribly wrong in honor of our first ever episode. So turn on, tune in, and drop out. This is Sex, Drugs, and Rock and Roll. Yeah, so, I I don't know, many moons ago, you know, when you're young and and you're just trying to find love, you're single and lonely, you sort of pine for those people that you see, you know, you're admiring them from afar, you're like, ooh, girl... Well, there was this one girl that I came across like that. I ended up finally getting her number, and we ended up planning a date. She was super into slam poetry. That was her thing. She was big hipster slam poetry. I was like, oh, so creative, so cute. Let's do this. Yeah. Me, super excited. I go and pick her up. The first thing I notice is that she has a beret. You know, all right, whatever, artsy type. And, you know, one of those, like, striped French shirts. Black pants, you know, hipster attire to the fullest, I suppose. Almost like a mime. Yeah, striped. no, exactly. Oh, like right. exactly like that. Oh wow, I've never used that. I should definitely. Oh. Anyway, so <laughs> she's dressed full mime attire, and uh, she's like, "Oh, I'm ready. This place is so cool." We start driving. She tells me where to go, and it's like kind of a sketchy part of town. It's like, okay, there's some broken cars, some windows are smashed. There's definitely some like passed out homeless people. Like, what's going on? She's like, oh, it's back here. And we like, pull into this back alley. I'm like, what is going on? Where the fuck are we? This is terrifying. But I'm still trying to be cool. I'm like, oh, yeah, this, this girl's hot. I'm going on this first date. Woo woo. We keep going. And eventually we get out and there's like a basement in the back of a warehouse. So it's like these stairs that lead underneath a warehouse. She's like, oh, it's, it's this way. I'm like, okay. Okay, this is pretty weird. I don't know what I'm getting into, but all right, we show up. And there's a bouncer, of course, at the door, you know, trying to get your money. It was $40 a ticket to go to the Slam Poetry Show. And I had to pay for mine and hers, $80 gone, right out the bat. And I'm like, all right, fuck, weird part of town, now I'm broke. And there's a curtain that sort of separates the rest of it, and the bouncer opens the curtain. And you know how in haunted houses, they'll turn on the fog machines to full blast, and it'll just fill with, like, as much fog as they can muster? Well, imagine it's that. Except for all cigarette smoke. I have never seen so much cigarette smoke. I literally felt like I was walking into a fog of, like, lit American spirits. Oh, what's going on? You could cut through it. You walk in, and as far as the eye can see for this entire room, it's just the nastiest, dirtiest couches you've ever seen. It's like they went on an expedition to find the grossest couches, and in the center of this couch setup is a small stage there's a little jazz band playing i'm like all right the cigarettes suck the couches are awful the jazz band's pretty cool you know you got the saxophone dude he's like, You're like oh yeah that's dope i could vibe to this she's like oh sweet it's about to start this is gonna be so much fun and then something strikes me as odd everybody else has a beret and a striped shirt i've apparently missed the mime memo there's there's something going on here, and I'm like, 
ah, fuck. And, you know, I have, like, a red flannel shirt on. I, I literally stick out like a sore thumb. I'm the odd man out, and everybody's coming. Oh, he's not one of us. He's not sophisticated enough to get this. I literally feel like I've walked into, like, a slam poetry cult at this point. I'm so confused. She's like, I'm going to go find us the couch. You want to go get us some coffee? Like, all right. In the corner of this room, there's a little coffee bar. It looks like it's built out of pallets, and there's, like, four just coffee pots and just, like, 40 cans of Folgers. So it's not good coffee, and that is clearly all that they have. I go, I'm like, all right, I'd like two coffees. And dude's like, oh, yeah, that'll be 60 bucks. And I was like, what the, what is this? You know, of course, I'm like, oh, it's the first date. I'm just trying to have a good time. I'll... I'll shill out the, the $60 for this this coffee. So I'm $140 in at this point. And it's what? not even and it's not even like it's a cup. It's in like a bowl. There's no <laughs> handle. It's like a bowl of coffee. So I, I like I'm trying to like finagle these bowls. I'm like, oh, what the fuck is this? This is terrible. They don't even have coffee, creamer, or sugar. There's nothing. Jazz band's playing its last song. I end up finding my way back to this girl. And I'm like, all right, all right, whatever. At least I have coffee. It will be can't be worse than this. You know, slam poetry. Not my thing, but whatever. Whatever. I'll, I'll, I'll grit and bear through it. Jazz band finishes. Lights go off. The saxophone stays on stage, though. So you're like, all right, all right. And lo and behold, you hear some footsteps. You're like, oh, what could be going on? There's a hush in the crowd. Everybody stops their conversation. They're excited for what's coming on. So I'm like, oh, clearly this is a big deal. These, uh, these mime fools know what's up. The lights come back on, and lo and behold, there's a dude on the stage. He looks like he has a drawn-on mustache. Luigi. As far as I can tell, like the thinnest pencil stash you can muster. Beret, perfectly canted, striped shirt. Everybody looks like this guy, and you just hear, Oh, Pierre. Oh, Pierre from the crowd. <laughs> like, look over at the stage. He's like groupies waiting on the stage for, for, for this dude. I'm like, all right, what the fuck is going on? And he opens his mouth. Couch. Potato. The saxophonist goes. And I'm like, wait, what? And then he goes, couch potato. Saxophonist goes, wait, what? Couch. And he does this not for five minutes, not for 10 minutes, not for 15 minutes, not even for a half hour. He does this for an hour. It was at this moment that he knew he fucked up. He says couch potato over and <laughs> over again. And every time he says it, the room goes, ah, oh, oh. <laughs> so thoughtful. Wow. Wow. <laughs> and I have no idea what the fuck is going on. I don't know if this is a joke. I don't know if this is like, a, you know, like, I, I don't know what the fuck is happening. And the entire time, the saxophonist, he gets more and more into it each time. Like, at one point, the saxophonist is on the floor spinning around going, as he's, like, saying couch potato. What the fuck is happening? What is going on? By the end of the show, everybody, it's like a a round of applause. You know, we want an encore type of thing. But Pierre, he's not that type of guy. He walks off stage. He immediately goes to his groupies. There's, like, a gaggle of, like, seven or eight girls. And they're like, oh, Pierre. Your piece was so thoughtful and original. This dude's name probably isn't even Pierre. He probably dyes his hair with, like, grape Kool-Aid. Oh, yeah. Get it black? I don't know. I was, I was so pissed off at this point. I dropped $140 to listen to some schmuck say couch potato. I'm like, oh, god damn it. And the girl I'm with is like, that was amazing. This is, like, the best date I've ever been on. <laughs> like, what the fuck? 
So at this point, I'm like, I just want to fucking go home. I'm, I'm over it. I'm ready to leave. So we're walking out. And in the back alley, you know, creepy part where we've parked our car, there is Pierre getting blown by like <gasps> four of the girls in the back. <laughs> wait, wait. Okay, so he was getting blown by four girls. Did he have like four dicks? He's just like a fucking cow with an udder. <laughs> well, you know, it's it was one of those things where it's like he's behind the dumpster. You see like crouched bodies behind and he's just smoking a cigarette. Who's number one now? You know, I'm, I'm honestly pretty sure he waved at us at that point, and I was oh like, God. oh, God. As he's coming, he's just it. like, couch potato. No, pretty much. That's like the way, oh, God. You know, driving back, I'm like, I'm in silence because I just, first off, I'm flabbergasted at the experience because it doesn't even sound real. I'm like trying to it process doesn't. it, and it, it the things just aren't linking up. I'm, I'm, I'm playing it back over and over in my mind. I'm like, did he say something else? Did I miss it? Was there like a memo? she tell me I was supposed to dress like a mime? The mimo? Yeah, the mimo. I missed the mimo. (laughs) We get home, and she's like, that was amazing. We should really hang out more. You know, like, gingerly (laughs) puts her hand on my thigh, and I'm like, meh, probably not. Never texted her back. Bye, Felicia. And that was the worst date I've ever been on. (laughs) To this day, the saxophone and couch potato are forever ingrained in my brain. Couch. Couch. Potato, Thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in. Big thank you to JD Layton for coming on and telling his story for the first episode. And a big thank you to KCSU. I'm your host, Cheyenne Duba. And be sure to tune in next Friday for a brand new episode with some all new sex, drugs, and rock and roll stories. Have a great rest of your weekend. Everybody stay safe as always. We will see you next Friday here on 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins. 